0: This is a good chance to practice. Everyone, take a turn talking.
1: Okay. Hi, Simon, uh, Morale, and Rob. Good afternoon and evening to
2: my fellow casters.
1: Uh, Morale, that was good
3: because you did a
1: hand signal. <laughs> I, th- I didn't do it. That was really good,
2: Rosemary. Nice. Thank you for acknowledging.
3: <laughs> I was going to ask, how artificial is this going to feel? And. Very, is the answer.
0: (laughs) Hello. Welcome to Hacks. This is a tech podcast. My name is Simon Howell. I'm joined by my esteemed and wonderful and lovely co-hosts. First up, Mr. Robert Scherf.
3: Hi, I'm Robert Scherf. I'm a technologist in Victoria, B.C. Also joined by
0: the lovely and talented morale Sochidania.
2: Wait, are we doing like intros? Okay, hi. My name is Moral. Uh, I am a human who is also, well, I'm currently in Quebec City, but I'm, I usually am located in Victoria, British Columbia. And I don't, yeah, that's me.
3: Too, too long. Dead air. <laughs> also, also with us, of
0: course, is Rosemary Heather.
1: Hi, I'm an art writer. I don't know why I'm
0: here. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm I'm just a guy. Uh, we all, the reason this is happening is uh, we all used to work together at a place that we may have occasion to talk about in the future, but we all developed an interest in uh, the world of technology as it sort of intersects with art and culture and especially politics. And yeah, I don't know what else to say ex- about that except to Maybe launch into oh we have a hand morale.
2: I was going to say I think uh, can we have like a code word for the place? Let's call it like something sinister sounding. And also, I guess Rob, you were you didn't work there, but I guess you were impacted by it. So maybe this is maybe one way to think about this podcast is you know how do you live life amidst ubiquitous
0: computing
2: <laughs> and how it intersects with every aspect of your day
0: to day. Uh, Can we call it the octagon?
1: Yes. I was just going to say, yeah, that this is a conversation we are having on a daily basis, uh, regardless. So it's good to to put in
0: podcast form. So, and of course, Filthy Lucra, we all want to cash in, you know. So, (laughs) I was... Obviously. um, We're such rich people.
1: Simon promised that we would get rich if we did this, so, Yeah.
0: (laughs) I was really racking my brain trying to think about what would be a good topic for our, um, our, our, our initial episode when I went to the Carlton Cinema here in Toronto uh, to go see the new Purge movie. And uh, appropriately enough, before it started, there was an ad for Wealth Simple. I don't want to get too drawn into the world of money in general but not in a naive way where I'm like some rich person who can just be like, I
2: don't want to deal with that. I love hiding money around the house. I try to do that.
0: I don't really clip coupons or anything like that, but I, I could,
3: if it's a, like a good coupon, I, I will clip it.
0: I was immediately struck by a lot about what you just heard. Then I did a little bit more research and was even more struck by this company that I've seen ads for everywhere, and yet I have heard no one talk about. I thought it would be a good, a good thing to kick off the podcast with in terms of something that's kind of ubiquitous, but isn't. Uh, but isn't in terms of discussion in the way that something like um, Tesla is, for instance. We, while I would love to eventually <clears throat> um, rhetorically kick Elon Musk, as as we all do, but you know that's sort of played out at the moment. Um, so I want to start with that ad, um, which. I've now seen several times in a theater where it's especially striking. Uh, It was directed by the esteemed documentarian Errol Morris, who has made a number of uh, really amazing films. And uh, if you want to learn, if you want to know more about sort of that process, they did a whole blurb about it on their website. But uh, morale, I understand that this inspired some some thoughts and feelings.
2: Uh, Yeah, but I I see, you know, I'm going to defer first to – to to Rosemary, who is chomping at the bit.
1: Question, Simon. Yeah. There's a there's a, at the World Simple site. They have a they have a documentary about the making of the documentary. Is that what you're saying? With Aaron Morris? uh
0: Well, there's I don't know if there's a documentary, but there is his. Uh, there's a set of comments that he presents
3: about the filmmaking process.
1: About making the ad or still yeah, making? about about making the ad
0: specifically, so same the-
3: thing, Rosemary. Oh, you know, can we talk about what Wealthsimple is because I'm still confused. It's a robo advisor. Let's set that aside. But the only <laughs> ad that I've seen is um, it's this woman and she has a septum piercing, so you know she's a millennial, and she's talking about how her friends save money, but she's smarter because she puts her money into the app, and what is like, where is it going? It's just going into the app. So I don't know. Has anyone used this? Simon, so, mean, you use it, right?
2: I mean, I just think it's like a it's fucking propaganda for capitalism, is what it is. <laughs> Let's be honest here. It's like trying I to make to to you it. trying to seduce you into thinking like, ooh, it's cool to invest and in, like eventually become a piece of shit landowner who then like has an Airbnb and extracts stuff from other people and then like, you know, it's okay. Hey, I'm reusing my Keurig pods. So at least it's not that. (laughs) Um,
0: So what you were alluding to Rob is that I did in fact make an account with wealth simple. I didn't give them any of my money, my somewhat hard earned money. Um, So here's the, uh, we have to explain what robo advisors are at some point, or someone can try to do that. But what they do is you 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 ask you answer a few questions about your income level, uh, you know your basic demographic stat stuff. Uh, you give you have to give them your sin number, which uh, probably is some regulatory thing.
3: Um, sin
0: number? That feels. Yeah, sounds... yeah I, I, it felt very. That. Look, I make
3: sacrifices for the pot. If anyway. you can like post your sin number in the show notes. Yeah. And
0: maybe for the
1: the non Canadians, who explain what the sin number is. It's the... yes, we have a global reach. <laughs>
0: yeah, it's the um it's the Canadian equivalent of the social security number. That's all it is, right? That's the same thing, yes, yeah, okay. so um they ask you some basic questions. and then you um here's a, a couple interesting things about what they do. Um first of all, they make a bunch of quote assumptions about what you do and don't want based on the fact that you are a person who is smart enough to use wealth simple. And it just pulls up a list <laughs> of things. And one of them is like, Oh, we we assume that you don't want a paper statement every month, right? So it's like a little bit of a backpat for like not printing stuff. Um, so you get to feel <coughs> eco-friendly, even though you didn't actually select anything. Very clever. Um, now, th- then, then there's the other thing, which is what really uh, made me focus on Wealthsimple in the first place. Besides the the Errol Morris ad, which is the fact that they promise that you will o- you will be able to only invest in ethical companies. And the way that that works on their end is when you sign up, you check off a little green box that says, yes, I want to be a good person. I mean it doesn't – it's not not the literal wording, but it literally might as well be. So you get that little endorphin rush of saying, yeah, I'm, I'm a good person and I still want to be rich. So um, – and I can, I can get more into uh, sort of what it selects for you when you decide that you want to be an ethical person. But um, I wanted to get more – uh, about about that ad because you know people y- y- y'all have now heard the audio is basically the same effect as watching it. What are they trying to do here um, with, for instance, having an explicit mention of the um, of the financial crisis in the ad? I mean, not obviously they don't, it's not named, but there's a mention of someone's savings getting wiped out, which is like I've never seen. Um, a company acknowledge that in an ad. That's like a that's like a pretty pointed move. How do we, how do we feel about this? But when you watch your economy crash as you enter the workforce for the first time, um,
3: there was no money to save.
2: Every penny needs to be stretched as far as it can go. That struck me too as as quite uh, a strategic move, uh, just to like address the question of how do I feel about it. I think it's pretty savvy because they're trying to essentially, in my mind, cultivate. Like it's something that is at once a um a pocketbook issue and also a heartstring issue for well Rob you call them millennials, but really it's just people under forty with like the odd dude who's like slow to get started, you know, who's like fifty-five or something and just still a bachelor. But I think it's just it's a really seductive approach to get to, to kind of appeal to a generation that otherwise doesn't have much reason to kind of go to a robo-advisor or advisor at any anyway, and then to answer like the question of what a robo-advisor is, isn't it essentially like the person that greets you at the bank, but just an algorithm? <laughs> 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 like that, that, isn't that what a robo-advisor is? It's like just an algorithm that essentially like invests for you, which as someone pointed out to me today, there's no way that a human would do a better job than an algorithm at
3: investing your money.
1: It's also an, an ETF. I don't know if we yeah. want to explain that too. Yeah.
3: Yeah, I mean, my, my understanding is that there isn't much algorithm to it, is there? I mean, you get inside Well, simply you tell them you're a good person, and then it still um, greets you with a list of, you know, choices to make, essentially, where do you want to put your money? Which fund do you want? Um, do you want the high growth internationals? Do you want the tech stocks or whatever? And an ETF is basically like a, a basket of, oh, someone's going to write us an email, but basically, <laughs> it's a basket you of hope. stocks. The, yeah. <laughs> Uh, our Patreon information is at the end of this episode. But uh, <laughs> it's a basket of stocks that um, have been grouped together. And for a very small fee, um, you can buy into basically all of them at the same time. And they've been selected so that they track the the average trajectory of their market segments, whatever they're um, selected for. So the technology sector or the domestic sector or manufacturing or whatever. But the thing is, like simple is just presenting you with a front end to select one or more of these baskets, whichever one you want to invest in, and so it's not doing much work for you beyond letting you invest from the comfort of your couch instead of going into a bank. Is that right. incorrect?
0: No, I mean the the major thing that it does, and uh, I suspect this is the, the business model for a lot of uh, a lot of places, is it removes the pesky human element so that you don't have to deal with anyone, um, which is laudable because who wants to do that? But in terms of actual innovation, it's, it's, it's pretty slim from what I can tell. And in terms of what you were saying, Rob, about it, it, it giving you these options, I mean, it doesn't really. Basically, once you've made your selection and said, I want to be a good person or I don't care about being a good person, um, it makes the choices for you uh, based on your what you've already said is your income level, what you, what you feel comfortable investing, the rate of return that you're comfortable sort of going for, uh, mm-hmm. et cetera amount of risk, whatever, um, it, it pretty much generates that algorithmically and doesn't doesn't let you make a lot – doesn't actually specifically does not want you to have to make any kind of granular choices after that. But the thing that I, I, I had to make sure that I got to was that I tested it to see, okay, what's the difference between if I select the good person box or if I don't select the good person box? Mm-hmm. Um, and – uh, I don't there's I, uh, the, a, the a few of the details have have escaped me but I can tell you that when you do select the good person box and then you uh, dig into those um, into those funds to see what they're actually made up of I mean take your pick of banks Bank of America is in there uh, Amazon is in there everyone's favorite um, and you know other companies that now the way that they define ethical is interesting because even on their website, essentially they have like a set of a set of values that they're going for or a set of criteria like uh, gender equality and uh, eco-friendly <laughs> and things like that. They're like very <laughs> Morales making a face. <laughs> <laughs> so like clearly it's their sense of what it is to be an ethical company is pretty... I mean, does anyone want to answer, like, what's an ethical company? Like, is that a thing? Could that be a thing, Rosemary?
1: Well, could I just go back to the ad? I mean, what struck me about the ad, which I think you're getting at, is that it's this bizarre, like, um, yeah, absence of context for money or, or any kind of system about money. It's just this weird thing, like... Oh, money's so confusing. Uh, <laughs> and we're intimidated by it in that and here's the friendly face of of how you can participate in in the system. yeah, the non-threatening face. yeah, without any ideological or apparent lack of an ideological framework.
2: I mean, just ah um what was interesting to to kind of relate it back to the ad because that's what you're doing, Rosemary. Um I ended up watching a bunch of wealth simple ads because I was so grossed
0: out. By the first one.
2: I ended up on the one with Aubrey Plaza, who I find quite charming. Right.
0: That's something I should clarify. Like, besides that ad, it's mostly a bunch of ads with already people who are becoming wealthy, I think is what they're going for. Like, up-and-comers who are, like, theoretically starting to build up wealth for the first time. Sorry, go ahead.
2: Yeah, no, and I think there's one with that Hobbit dude in it, too. Like, the guy who played the, not the Hobbit. No, did he play the Hobbit, or did he play Frodo?
3: Frodo is is a Hobbit.
2: Yeah, he is a hobbit. No, but there's The Hobbit, the book The Hobbit is not based on, it's not Frodo's
0: story. Do you mean mean Martin Freeman or do you mean Elijah Wood?
2: That one, Elijah Wood, the good son.
0: Okay.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If anyone remembers that movie, I think it was from the 90s. Um, But um, yeah, one of the things I was struck by is that, okay, so you're using these kind of, yeah, up and coming celebrities or whatever that you know will again appeal to kind of that under 40 crowd if you really want to think of it that way. People that we grew up with like Elijah Wood but in an Aubrey Plaza. And it's kind of this really, um, I think when you're kind of talking about, okay, what does it mean to be kind of an ethical company and how is like wealth civil presenting that? I think it's kind of the lowest common denominator in this case, which is essentially like trying to be as like apolitical about money as possible. Like Rosemary says, oh, this is like, a confusing thing. Oh, it's so confusing. And like, you know, Aubrey Plaza, it's, it's an extremely charming video, which makes me even hate, that makes me hate it even more. Cause you know, it's just like, fine to watch.
0: This is like a competitor to like what my dad does. He's a wealth management, personal, whatever, you know, stockbroker. He said that this company, that these kinds of companies are really great for young people that have, that
2: have money, that don't know what to do with their money to at least make the money that you have make more money. She's going on about how essentially like her parents like, you know, started out with nothing and then they're now like super successful and you know she doesn't really care about money but she like wants to be responsible about it but like it's so confusing like what is it anyway and that's that's just infuriating to me because it's just saying like okay you know what yeah to go back to the financial crisis thing like oh my money got wiped out during the crisis but look I'm okay now it's just like this cultural amnesia I don't know it really I don't know if I've even internalized the experience of watching these ads because it makes
0: me so angry. Right. Like, it's it's weird. A few years ago, the money just got wiped out. Who, who knows how? What even happened?
1: Can I say that this is the whole conversation around Bitcoin, too. I have to say that. I have to point that out. Mm-hmm. Like, what is yeah. money after all, right? Yeah. But it's just been made sanitized and kept within the boundaries of acceptable Monetary ideas, I guess.
3: And um I, I think while simple is doing something really intelligent with these ads because not only are they charming and like so arresting because Arrol Morris has that contraption where the the interatron. Like, yeah, looking into the camera but also <laughs> looking into his eyes. So it's like a a real eye contact thing. But um the themes that they're touching on in, in these ads match perfectly with this report that I found from the Ontario Securities Commission. The report just came out fucking nervous Um, okay i don't have to tell you guys about it uh, the the report is about like why it's a follow-on from a previous report and the previous report was why are not are millennials not investing money and this report they did more research and they're trying to answer that question and trying to you know get to the bottom of most millennials have savings accounts that they're um, contributing to every paycheck or whatever. But only one in two millennials are investing money. Mm. What are the reasons for it? So um, the research uh, revealed that um, it's the, the very things that they're talking about in these wealth simple ads. Um, millennials don't know how to get started. They don't feel like they know enough about the financial system to make uh, these decisions. Um, they feel uh, uncertain about the economy because they entered the workforce um, just as the crash happened in two thousand eight. They feel discomforted with the image of investors, right? Like all everyone who invests looks like the Monopoly guy, right, with the top <laughs> hat and the mustache and the cane. <laughs> um, so one of the one of the big um, recommendations of this report is. I Have to say it again. Robo advisors, right, which make it easy and approachable for people to invest, right, meeting investors on their terms
1: in an app. In other words, in uh, through your phone and yeah,
3: exactly. I
0: mean. Depressing commentary.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think it's interesting that um, because I, I know that there is there's an American concept or company that there's some litigation between uh, Well Simple with, but they're based here in Canada. And I think it's interesting that they've gone wide with these uh, commercials, which again I saw in a movie theater multiple times. That make explicit reference to the financial crisis, which really didn't hit Canada—not right. really. Like we, we're pretty much one of the only like Western countries to dodge it, um, just yep. just through That's dumb luck point. mostly.
3: But it's part yeah. of the the narrative of our generation or, yes, or the yes, millennial generation. Absolutely. And on that note, also, I did um, control F that uh, Ontario Securities Commission report for the phrase avocado toast, which did not <laughs> appear. <laughs> <laughs> so it's very That's respectful. do d- 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 diligence there. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> it's the first thing I look for.
2: But just to jump in on that, I think, you know, even though, Simon, you're totally right in that, you know, the the financial crisis didn't really hit us the same way it did in the U S at all, or even kind of the the reverberations across the world. But I think it was kind of entangled in this kind of, um, intensified austerity that definitely did hit us. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, I mean, I think that narrative that you're talking about is extremely, um, it's compelling, right? I mean, I graduated from my undergrad in 2008, a week before Lehman Brothers Brothers crashed. So, I mean, it it definitely, there's kind of an anxiety, I think
0: that's cultural. And I think that there are, they're playing on the fact that I think we all know that, A, Canada will – like there is going to be another crash. Like it's – everyone knows this instinctively if not like intellectually. Um, anyone who who knows anything about capitalism or like the modern economy knows it's coming. It's just a matter of when and it feels like it's already overdue. Um, and I th- I think it's so interesting the way they're trying to – uh sort of go against the tide and, and make people feel okay about about the future. And like I think getting Errol Morris was such a coup. Like I, I love Errol Morris. He's a brilliant filmmaker. Like if you've never seen The Thin Blue Line or The Fog of War, like some of the best documentaries ever made, like really you must see them. Um even though I, I do think the this ad is an act of evil. Uh I don't I don't I don't know if he shot the ones with the uh, the sort of B-list celebrities or not, not to diss any of them. Some of them are quite cool, but like, I don't know if he shot those or not, but they're definitely like, they're that new house. They're, the, they're all in that house style they have, where there's some pastel color in the background. Yeah. Uh, people are talking directly to camera and, um, and you, it's, 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 it's you can feel there's a difference between uh, those and like ads where it's supposedly, these are not actors. And they've got a little bit of text on the bottom to say not actors, even though there's no <laughs> way to prove it. Like they they've hit those out oh. of the park and oh. I, it was it was the potency of 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 the evil that made me feel like we had to talk about it that and the fact that I haven't heard anyone uh discuss them with with any detail
3: Simon I'm so glad that you um, mentioned that there's another crash coming uh, we are an accelerationist <laughs> podcast I want every listener to know that but also I was watching a talk by the wealth simple CEO right before we started recording and he had three points that he uh, said right off the top to like a a techie sort of audience. Number one is, um, you know, trying to sell ETFs, right? You can't pick stocks individually, so you might as well buy a basket. Um, Number two is compound interest is a great thing, blah, 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 we've all heard that before. But then number three was, don't worry about trying to time the market. Um, Crashes are gonna come, economies will uh, go up, go down, just start investing whenever you can. And uh, Wealthsimple has a really interesting uh, interaction uh, with the financial market because it's an app, right? And apps in in the like Silicon Valley space have to grow at all costs. Rip Movie Pass, and so <laughs> they just want to they want to onboard people on mass, right? So even though there are these these fluctuations, this cycle in the market, uh, it it shouldn't matter in terms of Wealthsimple's marketing or like they're trying to make you believe that it doesn't matter to the level of inviting a sweet. Innocent child to appear in their ads. Did anyone see this ass Yes, ad? yes. yes. With, the, with the seven-year-old girl who's like, "I just want to invest because then I'll be rich someday, and I don't want to not have enough money." If I don't save, I won't have that much money when I grow up. And like, you can't even fucking invest. Fox Generation Z. I'm so tired of these motherfuckers trying to because are trying to stop school shootings or whatever, which is fine. <laughs> but they're, they act like they're the biggest dicks in the entire world. And, like, they haven't even entered the workforce. You're a fucking child in a Wealth Simple ad.
2: Whoa, Sorry, whoa that's, that's childism, first of all. I'm going to call that out.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> Not even kidding here. I don't even know where – I was going to say something, but I don't remember. You just wanted uh, to defend
0: the children. <laughs>
2: well, I do think the children require – I mean, I would trust a seven-year-old over a robot with my money. Yes, and so actually I know like some really savvy seven-year-olds so (laughs) here's a question would you trust a seven-year-old or someone who's been like a financial advisor on wall street because I'd go with the seven-year-old in terms especially if in terms of ethical like investing whatever you wanted to find that I will not trust anyone who's not a seven-year-old
3: They have their eyes wide open yeah
1: I would just say um you know uh Pertaining to what Rob said, the whole finance, the whole industry wants you to invest regardless of, of these risks. And of course, it is it's way overdue the the correction, like the big correction, it's supposed to be on a seven year cycle or something. Or historically, it's followed that pattern. It's it's way beyond that. I'm not sure by how many years, but but yeah. So they're no different. That's that's the whole thing is they have nice pastel colors, but an Morris, but it's, it's, it's another. <laughs> <laughs> instrument within the in, the in that industry
2: um this may undermine many of the points that have been made but from like a, an anecdotal which obviously has its limits but from an anecdotal anecdotal perspective um and an autoethnographic one, i remember seeing wealth simple ads uh when i first moved to toronto back in 2015 um they're all over the ttc in the subway
0: i remember for those of
2: you who aren't from toronto and they still are and they still it, but you know what? And the funny thing is I moved to Toronto to conduct empirical research on cryptocurrencies. Um, and I was looking at these ads for hours as I talked to people like after meetups or whatever, as I was waiting for the TTC to not be broken. Um, and it, it didn't really re- register with me to be honest with you. <laughs> like, I mean, in a sense, I might be kind of the perfect target audience for these ads Um because I was like, "Oh, maybe it's wealth simple. Maybe it's going to help me out." And it's a very kind of poignant campaign. Um, so I think they're onto something for sure. If I had money, and if I, <laughs> I would have maybe used it, but I didn't at the time. So for what that's worth, I think there is some acknowledgement. I guess is what I'm trying to say. That I should acknowledge that, in fact, like like Rob says, they've obviously read, they've done their research. They've done a really good job kind of thinking about kind of um, the optics of their uh, app. Um, and then they get er- Errol Morris on board, like you say, and it's just game over, right? Throw in a seven-year-old and
0: fuck me, sign me up. Because the, the, the biggest challenge for a company involved in investing, like the most, I mean, the driest subject you can possibly imagine is, um, is like developing interest and, uh, and feigning authenticity and so in that sense obviously Morris was a coup um, but I, I have to go back to this notion of like what there how does a robot determine what an ethical company is do they leave it to the algorithm to figure that out or do they feed it certain things like how is this determined that's what I want to know
1: it's not <laughs> <laughs> I mean it if- it, yeah, it's greenwashing and and whatever, whitewashing and it's
2: code
3: washing. Yeah. <laughs> so I, not to burst the bubble, uh, you know, we all want to believe that algorithms are, are super intelligent and they're going to save us. But I think that really the only algorithmic part is um, when they ask you those questions when you're setting up your account, they're trying to determine your appetite for risk. Right.
0: right? Yeah. So.
3: Um, you know based on that it's a sliding scale from extremely risky to not risky at all they're going to give you a different basket of um securities yeah. that they can invest for you um you know as far as what are ethical companies i'm you had posted uh to our um group dm thread i don't know what the kids call it these days group chat uh, uh some screenshots of um the yeah. the stocks that they'd um suggested for you and number one on the list was apple our dear friend apple Mm-hmm. Um, who employs the cheapest labor it possibly can to the level we all know that are suicide nets uh, on the bottoms of the factories, um, you know, strip mining the earth for rare elements. Um, and then uh, they look the other way when phones are just thrown in the garbage uh, at the end of their um, usable lifespan. So I don't know what ethical means. I, I love the idea that it is, um, you know, more manageable, you um, metrics like gender equality of the board of directors. I'm not saying that's not important. It's super important. But um, I think in terms of, you know, the Earth's future, uh, what, what does it mean to have a, a gender equal board of directors for like an oil company, for instance?
2: No, I think that's a good question. And I guess one way to kind of maybe start, um, you know, sitting, staying with the trouble to... To paraphrase i think donna Haraway, there's a poll uh but one way to kind of like sit with it maybe is to kind of okay let's throw that question back to to the four of us here what how would you what would what companies would you invest in like what would you make you feel comfortable because for me i don't think there's an answer and that kind of betrays i think my politics um and that like i'm kind of a reluctant participant in the present system though i do actively participate Um, I think all of us do, but yeah, what would you be comfortable? Would you be comfortable in in investing in Apple stocks or like, I don't know, dispensaries or, uh, like what's the threshold? Because I think maybe that's how you kind of define your ethics in the moment,
0: if you will. This is like a supremely complicated question because I mean, on one hand, like I truly believe the statement, uh, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism is basically true. Mm -hmm. Um, at the same time, I'm fully cognizant that it is used by jerks to just <laughs> say, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do all the bad things that I can because nothing matters. Like, I, I know that's a thing. I, I need to reconcile those two competing thoughts in my brain. Th- to be perfectly honest, like, I don't even think in the context of a capitalist well, a society, wealth simple is particularly evil. Um, I mean, I think that their deceptions – and their marketing are very insidious, like exceptionally be, because they're so effective and because they're so um, so clearly based on, on deep levels of research and understanding of the demographic um, that it's worth noting just how insidious it is. Um, do I think they're an exceptionally evil company providing an exceptionally evil service? No. Um, but uh, I mean I think – I don't begrudge people doing what they have to do to secure their futures in the context of their society, basically. Um, right. w- would I personally invest in Apple or Amazon or ExxonMobil? No. Does that make me a better person than you? Also no. Mm-hmm. But maybe a little.
3: <laughs> you should invest in your local farmer's market. Why hasn't anyone suggested that?
0: Where Where do I find it on the TSX? <laughs> Yeah,
3: cool. It's the donations box. Can it
0: scale, Rob? That's the question.
3: Can it scale? Ugh. Can it
1: scale?
2: But I, I think Simon, I think you kind of um, you nailed it for me at least. I think yeah, we all we're all walking contradictions, and I think that's okay. Um, I think you can still find you know disjunctures and ruptures to exploit um, if you're interested in kind of cultivating like a post-capitalist future. Whether or not that's actually a real thing, I think we can. That's a different question. But um, yeah, I do wonder about that. Like, yeah, would you invest in? Would you invest in a farmers market if it was part of? Like, if somehow that was part of your basket in an ETF?
0: Because I would. Or would it be okay if the ETF was uh, ten percent farmers market, three percent Amazon?
2: Oh, that's a good question, Rosemary. What you haven't you've been silent? You Rosemary and Rob are like. Cagey about the the
3: response. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to it's close off future sponsorship <laughs> opportunities.
2: <laughs> Apple's gonna sponsor our podcast. That'd be great. Do you we get it. iPhones?
1: I'm <laughs> working on
3: an Infowars sponsorship.
1: Yeah, I would. I would. I mean, I think in Canada, um, investing with the banks, the big five banks, is deeply problematic because they're just it's just a ridiculous monopoly and. The amount of money they make off fees fees that they're charging everybody. So I would have a problem with that.
3: Yeah, Beyond that, I'm not sure. I feel like you invest to make money. And so I I don't know. I, I intuitively feel like this idea of investing to both make money and benefit your community is illusory right like you can benefit your community by donating your time or like giving your money away um, yeah. if I'm investing I'm trying to like buy a fucking house you know what I mean Yeah. yeah. so throw all that ethical shit out of the way Give me Apple
0: <laughs> right. and that's a good you know just to sort of begin to wrap things up that's a great opportunity for us to introduce our investment platform <laughs> The Hacks Initiative is very proud to introduce yeah. our investing platform, our investing app. Uh, we haven't come up with a name yet.
1: No, it's called Hack Token.
0: Is it? Yeah. Well, we'll, we'll we may have to workshop that. But <laughs> So what we're going to do, we're going to build an app for investing. Um, there will still be robo-advisors involved, um, <laughs> but the idea is... We will set you up with an ETF full of the most evil companies on the planet, the most vile, down-and-dirty, despicable motherfuckers we can find, even some, <laughs> even some real down-low bastards you've never heard of. And we're going to stock you full of them. And we're also going to hire Errol Morris, but he's going to interview, <laughs> like, Henry Kissinger and – I guess he already interviewed Donald Rumsfeld. (laughs) And just the worst people we can think of, it's going to be Elon Musk. Musk. Oh, absolutely. And Grimes
2: will be dancing in the background.
0: (laughs) Absolutely. Um, It's going to be the the platform for accelerationists who just want to see the world burn.
3: No matter how you answer your sign-up questions, you're always just invested in napalm. (laughs) (laughs) There's a little check mark for do
0: you want to be a good person, but it doesn't activate. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, you no, know, you can click on it to say sorry, you're not. It yeah.
0: redirects you to Simple. That's right. <laughs> so this has been the inaugural episode of Hacks. I hope you've all enjoyed it. We have so many more things we want to talk about. Um, soon we're going to be discussing. Uh, it's funny you 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 alluded to this uh, already, Rob, but uh, we do want to talk about Simple. And uh, sorry, we do want to talk about uh, MoviePass, and um, sort of the 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 accidentally the accidentally uh, revealing apps that can sometimes happen. We have so many other things we want to talk about. Some of the other sort of more popular punching bags on the internet, and lots of other stuff. Um, but that's it for for this week. Any any final thoughts? Any any wisdom, Rosemary?
1: Well, a question to the team, would you, would you, do you invest in cryptocurrencies? I think that's a kind of something. Would you or do you? What's that? Sorry, is the
2: question, would you or do you?
1: It it was both.
2: Oh, (laughs) 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 well, yes to the, well, I, I I have, but I, I gave most of mine away. Um, (sighs) yeah, uh, (laughs) My significant other, who shall remain nameless, um, was very upset with me in December of twenty seventeen. Um, because we realized I gave away something like almost three million US dollars, I think.
0: Oh, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, yeah. you did. I, was was that Bitcoin I, or Ethereum?
2: Uh, it was Bitcoin I have a little bit of Ethereum left from uh, our old days together. In, in the in uh, the octagon. In the no, octagon. No. And I'm I'm holding on to it and my, my hope is that before it all goes bust, because who knows what sharding is, um, that it will turn into like a, a billion dollars and I'm just going to distribute it to everyone that I have like, that I like or love. Or like even if they just seem like they're having a rough time, let's be like, here's a thousand dollars.
3: I think there's going to have to be some discussion at home with your incredibly uh, well-muscled, significant other whoever he may be. mm, mm, yes i i do feel that investment in cryptocurrency is far too much of a lifestyle for me um (laughs) you know well no it's true right like there i don't want to be that guy who has to talk to everyone about cryptocurrency and wear a fucking trench coat all the time it's hot here (laughs) how about you rosemary
1: I sold. Uh, I sold uh, probably a hundred thousand dollars worth of crypto, oh. which I earned, earned. and also I bought a little bit, and then I. But I also had. I have a little bit of, of BTC that's just uh, sitting there on my phone. But yeah, yeah, it's not on your phone.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, simple.
0: <laughs> and uh, I. I probably could have at some point but i i don't i just don't I, I i'm sort of with rob it's i don't want to get tied. the money almost isn't worth being sort of tied <laughs> to the to the culture well, that's another topic that we're going to have to get way more into at some point because that's sort of our shared background um but uh, that's a discussion for another time uh thank you so much for joining me and uh join us next week when we discuss a whole other basket of topics